Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. So what are some of the things that you know now that you wish that had you known back then you would have been able to distinguish it? Like, what are some of the things that, that you can go to, to have the, re- to realize it, I guess? I think, um, education and awareness, um, about gaslighting, about the different forms of, um, domestic violence and abuse, um, and you know, there's there's definitely that side, the education and awareness. But also, I think recently I've become aware that um, it's also important to know what a healthy relationship is. What are the green flags? Like, you know, what what should a healthy relationship look like? Because otherwise I feel like we're just settling you know, and we're just kind of floating along um, perhaps unconsciously. Um, so I think, you know, there's both sides of the coin there um, that, you know, I, I wish I had that that knowledge. Um, but at the same time, I just want to say that um, I'm grateful for my journey. I am humbled for what I've gone through and and because I had a huge array of experience, I'm now able to help others. So I am grateful for for my journey and I don't hold resentment. When you were in the beginning and you were experiencing all of this and your body stopped producing breast milk and you knew that that it was toxic. You knew that he was drinking too much. You knew all of these things. Was it, was leaving accessible to you or did you have to do something? Did you have to learn something? What was the turning point for you to realize that one, that you didn't deserve that, at least in, in my opinion, and two, the strength that it had to take because Living, I mean, for me, I was gaslighted for a while. And what gave me access to it was journaling. So I started journaling because I thought I was going crazy. They were, you know, she was telling me things that I was saying and doing uh, two weeks ago. And, and then I was like, I didn't remember it that way. So I started journaling and that was my access. My access was like, once I learned that what she was saying to me was not the truth, then I was like, wait a minute because I had no idea what gaslighting was, but that was my access. What was your access? Like, what was the, what was the aha moment? I think um, the desperate realization of not being able to breastfeed my daughter, um, realizing that the stressful environment um, of the, the toxic marriage caused that, um that was one moment um and the other moment was sitting in the um psychologist's office um 
and like I was unable to sit at the back of the couch like with my back against um, the back of the couch I, I just physically wasn't able to do that I was sitting <laughs> moving around on my chair taking <laughs> <Okay>. myself there now <laughs> um, I was only able to sit on the, the front of the couch um, I didn't feel comfortable um, relaxing as such sitting into the couch so I was sitting on the front edge um, and I had my shoulders in um, and you know my hands on my lap I had my legs crossed and I was sitting forward um, and I just had tears running down my face and um, in that moment I just felt you know this was supposed to be the answer like he was going to get his help here. This was it. Like he was getting his help from the psychologist to deal with his alcohol problems. Once his alcohol problems were solved, then everything else would be fine. I didn't get that. I didn't get that from this office. Um, but I got something else that was um, that was more powerful and that was her telling me that, um, yes, he has issues. Clearly, that is very obvious. He has alcohol problems. And she also said to me about um, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, so she said, you know, he needs to deal with this as well. Coupled with those two things, which is why we got the referral to go to the psychiatrist. But... Um, the other thing that she gave me was that I needed help for myself. That had never crossed my mind at all. Like it was always looking after him. He's the one with the problems. Um, never had it crossed my mind that, that I needed help um, for myself. So, um, What did that feel like? It was really confronting. Yeah, it was um, because, I mean, she had, that was when she had said that, you know, this is domestic violence and that was very confronting as well. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not sporting black eyes every other day. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's, it's not. And then like she went on to explain, um, you know, other aspects the psychological aspects um, and you know that was a huge wake-up call um, and then she said you know you need to come back here and see me I want you to come back next week um, and I, I can take myself back to that moment where I can see the look in her face the tone in her voice and I knew that you know she meant it she's like you need help she's like this is domestic violence yeah. she was extremely like stern and certain and you know she she wasn't taking no for an answer and she was like I could tell that she was very concerned and um she was doing it out of care as well. 
Well, she could see it. She could see what was happening to you. She can mm. hear it. And she saw the other person. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. What kind mm. of advice would you give to yourself if you saw yourself in the street or in the supermarket? Like, do you have, like, is it's almost weird, but, like, I know for me, like, when I see other people going through a divorce, it's like a superpower. I can almost see what they're going through. Do you have that? Is that is that accessible to you now? Like, what? How do you help others? Because I know that this is something that, you know, how I found you. For, for those of you that are listening, like how I found Amy was on Instagram, and there was a lot of, um, she's just like an a, an expert around gaslighting, you know. And if, as you hear her talking, you know that she's been through some stuff, and there's more details. I'm sure that we don't need to go into. But how do you share that with other people now? In in this knowing what you know now. I, um, well, I have done a lot of healing myself um, and I continue to heal. Um, I've um, just enrolled into another, another course on self-improvement. Um, I've done so many courses over the past couple of years um, on improving myself, um, developing myself, and connecting with myself i think um in order to to do that um i mean it's facilitated by um having the right sort of acceptance and awareness um and i think going through the meditation and yoga that i do on a daily basis um that that really helps so I think um, when people message me um, and they want to connect with a domestic violence survivor, um, they're, they're coming with their, their own story. And when they start explaining to me, I can see the things. Um, and it, it's just so, so obvious and, and clear to me. And I, I know I can help them. So I think... Um, the thing that I would say to myself is, um, you know, just just to do, you know, anything that I can to, to be connected to myself. Um, if I was to truly put myself first, then, you know, perhaps things wouldn't have escalated. Um, so I think having that self-connection is, is really the key. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.